0: Okay, podcast starts now.
1: Podcast starts now. Welcome um, all of the globe to...
0: Welcome all of the globe. You know, often people welcome
1: part of the globe. They'll say, hey, Western Hemisphere, what's poppin'? And I've always found that to be so offensive, because what about that other hemisphere?
0: Exactly, exactly. What do they say? Which one do they welcome? Uh, the Western Hemisphere. The Western, yes. I always... I, I have a t-shirt that says, what about the Eastern Hemisphere?
1: <laughs> well, mine is a little less specific. I say, what about the other one? Because, you know, I hear Western Hemisphere, and I'm like, yeah. well, how many others are there?
0: And, and I, I actually don't, don't really like label... I, I have a shirt that says, uh, remember both hemispheres.
1: <laughs> I And my, my shirt says, remember hemispheres in general i'm not going to put a label on how many there are because lord knows there could be some hemispheres that i don't know about that's right you know the smartest person knows that they don't know how many hemispheres there are the ultimate binary
0: the ultimate binary really is the eastern versus western hemisphere and people don't talk about how it's a spectrum no country (laughs) and, and it's the same with time zones you know we it's a very um it is a very math focused model. And I think there are so many different ways we could divide up the globe. I mean, if you think about it, it's so unimaginative to divide it based on on time, based on location, when it could just be like part of the globe is pink and part of it is purple and part of it is orange.
1: You know, this is something I've thought about a lot and I've, I've been talked about this on stage. You know, one time I went to Chile and, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, when you go across the globe, that's right. over. But actually you can go across the globe down. And nobody mm. talks about that. And, you know, people tried to erase sort of my travel experience. They said, oh, you didn't go to the other side of the world because, you know, you didn't go to, dare I say, China. And I said, yes. well, actually it is the other side of the world, just a different other side of the world. So you need to open up your fucking mind and realize you can go across the world down
0: exactly and there's a prejudice and i think this is what you're you know this is exactly what you're talking about there's people care more about the x-axis than the y-axis
1: it's disgusting the favoritism
0: (laughs) the favoritism (laughs) especially with regards to travel like you can literally go from the north pole to the south pole and people will be like oh so you're in the same time zone
1: they're like okay cool so you like poles it's like no. I mean like literally the equator
0: means nothing to people.
1: Oh, it's disgusting. And, and 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 it's it's as intense on the body. You're still sitting on a plane for a long time. Right. I mean, it is. And if
0: anything, the, the you know the the weather changes more if you go up and I mean, you'd notice actually more of a difference if you go up and down.
1: I mean, in many ways it feels it's harder on the body. Right.
0: And, when- and 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 you know, I started out this conversation thinking you know, we're all equal. X axis is just as good as Y axis. Now I'm coming out the other end of it and I'm actually saying the Y axis is better.
1: <laughs> well, and that's just because, like, because the X axis gets so much attention, like, it's on us to sort of like lift the Y axis up. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe we do have to say it is better so that people start paying attention to it, but it's better.
0: It's better. And I think, um, A lot of the proceeds from our podcast go towards (laughs) raising awareness for the Y axis and the way it, uh, you know, affects the world.
1: (sighs) I, I can't believe our society. God,
0: we should have quit while we were ahead. I don't know my, that, that I, I thought it would be funny to do a raising awareness joke, but then it's like, what are you actually raising awareness of? And, and then, you know, maybe it gets too real when people are actually raising money for real things. I mean, it's such a fine line uh, with these with these jokes. And it's a line I always cross in the worst way possible.
1: And, you know, it's not your fault. It's like hard. Like we're all looking once you feel that riff peak. You're yeah, we're all looking for, you know, where to hop to next. We think exactly well, this obviously isn't the end, but sometimes you're just free falling and there's exactly. nowhere else to go.
0: I think what I was doing is even though I was defending the y-axis, I had an X-ax- x-axis mentality. I, I said, I want to go forward rather than up and down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you, there are depths to explore, and you were just saying, like, well, I want to go over. Like, exactly.
0: I go to a and many would argue that depth is the z-axis, but I don't recognize <laughs> that as a valid one. For me, the y-axis is both height and depth, and the x-axis is width.
1: I mean, the z-axis is, like, it's a hat on a hat. Like we, we Okay, have but now enough.
0: is the z-axis actually the most depressed axis of all?
1: What? Because I mean
0: even we aren't, right? Here's what I'm thinking. Okay, it's coming to me. We as white gay men
1: okay, think the, the, the y-axis
0: y- is the most depressed. And we're erasing completely the z-axis.
1: Okay, but to be fair, like the z-axis is like, how are we going to, like, when someone's like, I'm traveling, you can't travel the z-axis. You can't like go through the planet. Like just on a practical <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> wait okay (laughs) counterpoint no
0: (laughs) yes i first of all you're only thinking in terms of going into the planet do you know what else is going through the z-axis going into space right which you can do and people have done of all (laughs) genders and sexualities
1: i mean you have all genders and sexualities gone into space
0: If you are a lesbian who has gone into space, (laughs) please email us at StradioLab.com and tell us about your experience.
1: I mean, has there been like a Kinsey one in space who was like, Mm -hmm. like, who's like, I'm mostly straight, but I'll jerk off with you. (laughs)
0: Okay. The Z axis is the Kinsey one of axes in that it's like so rare, like... The the Kinsey one straight leaning male, okay, is the Z axis okay. of sexuality, and the Kinsey scale is three dimensional.
1: Okay, and okay, so then the X axis is um, straight and sort of a, a, the traditional nuclear family. Yeah, and the Y axis is a white gay man.
0: Yes, and also the x-axis is sexuality, the y-axis is gender identity, and the z-axis is
1: uh, general vibe. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Well, the vibes are on, I would say. The vibes are on.
0: I will say, you know, we went into this um, recording and I said we didn't have anything to talk about, and and I had a light bulb moment, and I said, oh, right, I wanted to talk about my new lesbian trainer. And now here we are do those categories even exist anymore?
1: No, not anymore. The
0: idea that I would talk about my lesbian trainer. I even had a joke prepared. It's like, she's training me to be a lesbian,
1: but like that's why she's
0: a lesbian. But it's like that joke to me is not even on the Y or X axis. It's like right at the center.
1: Well, okay. It's a little X. (laughs) It's a little X. I, I, it's, you know, this is kind of the the pickle we often find ourselves in, where right. when we have sort of nothing to talk about, and we actually stretch that out for 10-ish minutes, yes. and it sort of turns into something beautiful I really enjoy when we have nothing to talk about. But then it turns into, okay, well, actually, there was something I wanted to randomly talk about. And it's like, right. well, well, good luck. It's not going to make any sense now. It's not. It's and, and you know what? I don't want, to, like, I think
0: ultimately... All I wanted to do was mention that I have a lesbian trainer.
1: (laughs) And that is representation. And that is huge. And that's all. Well, um... this
0: idea, I had it in my head, like I would mention it and then it would blossom into this whole thing. And why not just let it be what it is?
1: You have a lesbian trainer. Let the world know. You have this platform. Let it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Should we just like what do you think? Should we just bring in our guest?
1: I mean, I think now is the best time to do that.
0: Wait, before we do, if each, if I, me, of you, me, and our guest, who is the x-axis, who is the y-axis, and who is the z-axis?
1: Um. Well, not to be a complete and utter bitch, but I'm worried we don't have a z-axis.
0: Okay, see, my... Okay. The, in the most basic terms, <laughs> I think it would make sense if you or I were, if you and I together, one of us was X and one of us was Y. So that set the stage for what's going on. And then each guest we brought in was a Z and that kind of brought the, brought the podcast to life. Sure. That makes sense to me.
1: I mean, that makes sense in theory, but in practice, I fear that- Well, we- none of this is none of this is applicable to the real world. <laughs> George, you're getting so defensive, it's scaring me.
0: No, but this is like, see, this is my, you know, as you know, both my parents are engineers, so I grew up around axes. And uh, what you have to understand is all of this is theoretical and it can't, like, you can't actually, numbers don't really exist. Decimal points are fake. All of that is for the sake of doing equations.
1: George, you cannot tell me to apply a theory to the practice of the people in this Zoom and then tell me it's all theory and it's not <laughs> applicable in practice. You just can't have it both ways.
2: Do you
0: think theory or practice is?
1: <laughs> no, this is like a parody of a Street Eleven episode. <laughs> oh. Okay,
0: fine. Uh, we'll talk more about theory and practice in next episode.
1: Yeah, in theory, we have a <laughs> because, guest.
0: Because you guessed it. I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, uh, let's just, you know what? Let's welcome our guest. Let's just welcome our guest because
1: if we don't, we never will.
0: In and the then, grand tradition of Straight Lab, we're not going to say any of his credits.
1: <laughs> oh, God, no. That would be upsetting. That would be
0: actually embarrassing to him.
1: yeah um please um welcome to the mic josh gondaman hey thank
2: you um this is it's such a pleasure to join you here may i start off with a pitch yes of course course. spin-off queer linear geometry podcast called (laughs) axes to (gasps) grinder oh
1: wow And that's why he has credits that we will not like. <laughs> And that's why he has. I mean,
0: and, and it's it's so funny because it's now you're like, where can I see this guy? Nope. we're not going to tell you. No,
2: I don't. I'm not going to tell. No. I don't want people to know. No, this no, way- no, no, no. You're I'm living doing in this- the now.
0: <laughs> yes, you're living in the now. You're doing this podcast in secret. Everyone, um, uh, uh, uh kind of um, advise you against it. I do want to say, you know, I was thinking this, and that's now. This is going to feel so down to earth compared to everything we've been talking about. But I was thinking, Sam, like, in terms of past straight guests. It's been Ike was our first straight guest. Sure. Then Nick was going to be our second straight guest, but he revealed that he's a Kinsey one and has in fact made out with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he revealed that. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: I think this might be our second real straight guy guest.
1: Well, you can still say Nick is a real straight guy. That's how he mostly identifies. (laughs) Well. Mostly identifies.
0: (laughs) I think, I do think the word real, you're right that it is, there's no way to not make a (laughs) defense. When you, when I point to someone and I say, are you a real one? That can never be good. You know, that can never lead to something that is uh, productive or conducive to social justice.
2: I feel like it only, real can only be applied affectionately and and encouragingly in retrospect as in like RIP to a real one. Like you only you don't recognize reality (laughs) until it's no longer there.
0: Yeah. Well, but 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 what if I said RIP to finally a real straight man? Then that's offensive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely offensive. <laughs> okay, I'm writing down sounds axes like what, what everyone's dad says about when John Wayne died. <laughs> yeah, oh. no, it it is to
0: find a way to make someone's death about kind of the death of masculinity is a very dad thing.
1: Yeah, that's dark.
0: Like they don't make him like that anymore. Every anytime someone says that you're like expand on that
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah.
2: okay oh Willie then well, there's a straight guy who died <laughs> yeah there's a straight yeah exactly
0: um oh my goodness well josh first of all how's it going
2: <laughs> imagine if i said terrific <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: i mean one of this i do think this has become one of our signatures is creating a, 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 a um an environment that is so non-conducive to normal conversation. <laughs> and then just when our guests feel so alienated, giving <laughs> them such a straightforward question that they're so, thro- they're more thrown off than if we were literally to be like, if the Z axis was an animal, what would its gender identity be? You know.
2: And I would be prepared to consider that. But when you said, how are you? I was like, what is he driving
0: at? <laughs> right, right. It's like, you're you're the math lady meme. You're like, well, yep. it doesn't
2: add up. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm okay. I've, um, you know, I feel very fortunate to be, uh, to be home and, and working from home and, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say I want, and not because I can't, not because it's like a big show business project, just because I refuse to let your listeners know where to find me. Um, no. It, yeah. As we've discussed. And then, and it's with my, my wife and dog and we have a very tranquil and, and um, loving domestic existence here. Yes. Well, and speaking to... of your wife, oh, I do want uh, oh sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do I did I
0: wanna just quickly mention, you know, um Josh, your wife recently in in her podcast interviewed award-winning writer George Saunders yeah. and you said, I'll I'll do you one better. I'm gonna go on the podcast Stradio Lab, hosted <laughs> by George Severist and Sam Taggart.
2: Look, we all have Georges in our lives. So okay? she's
0: so she's so jealous. I mean Can you imagine? She really thought she was like, this is really, I'm going to have the upper hand now for for at least a few months.
2: He already had his MacArthur grant. Yours is still on the horizon. Ours is on the, although, you know, listeners of the
0: podcast will know that Sam, and and this is something that was established early on. We did win the first and only ever presidential medal of freedom for podcasting. And we got the award during the same ceremony as Ellen. And the reason it wasn't reported is because she cried in such an ugly, disgusting way that then people only reported on Ellen getting <laughs> yeah. the Presidential Medal of
2: Freedom. Yeah, it's it was- unfortunate that she would overshadow you in that way. It's yeah, really well, people awful.
0: were like, "Oh my God, she—it's so emotional." They're just crying. No, she was tr- intentionally making like a really weird face
1: <laughs> to get press just full focus she's an actor this is what she does exactly. that honestly
2: it sounds like the worst thing i've ever heard of ellen doing
1: <laughs> 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 yeah uh, well well um
0: i'm well. like what are
1: questions it's like I'm, <laughs> i was like I, I'm I, I, like i had no idea. i know
0: and it's like we have such a, tr- truly oh, josh oh, is like okay. one of the funniest people someone i've admired for so long and all i want to do is hear myself talk and it's so disgusting
2: i love like, it I'm happy to listen to you, to you both talk. This is, I'm, I'm
1: having so much fun. About um, not telling people your credits and not telling them where to find you. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are defined by their work, I, I say, remove yourself from this. Like, you're so capitalist. Like, who are you as an artist, like as a person? You wanna know, right, you want to know where to find me?
2: Being a devoted son to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know where to find me? Watching the sun set. Over the exactly.
1: a lot of sun-related things. A lot of sun. <laughs>
0: yes, all types of sun. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, back when uh, we all used to do stand-up, Josh, you would say when people would ask you for your credit, you say "devoted sun,"
2: devoted
1: sun, but spell it, say it like it's spelled S-U-N. Mm. <laughs> yes.
2: um,
1: remember when stand-up, um, like when you don't have any credits and you have to like, they're like, do you have a credit? And you have to say like one of the most embarrassing things you've ever done because they're telling you, you have to.
2: Just, just say favorite around here. And they're like, well, that's not true. (laughs) Give me something. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Like uh, those like failed, like web. Or you've seen
0: him all over. You've seen him. There are two things that are my favorite. One is you've seen him all over the city or whatever. And the second is you give a credit. That's literally like, you know the uh what houston comedy festival and the person says you've seen him at the houston comedy festival
2: (laughs) absolutely not if they had
1: the coincidence
2: of a lifetime
1: (laughs) (laughs) the coincidence of a lifetime yes i've never understood what like why they feel the need to do that it's like just tell them you're gonna like them this they don't need to like they're not like children that it's need not, to like know you from something it's not a job interview <laughs> no, <it's laughs> so insane.
0: I, I recently learned something that i thought i i truly thought found very inspiring and i, I it's a it's a kind of energy i want to channel which is that cape Burland before she had any credits would tell people she was on nurse jackie <laughs> 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 so then
2: the host would be like you've seen her on nurse jackie cape Berland." <laughs> it's so funny gary gullman has a bit I think about lying like being on an airplane and telling someone he was on an episode of Jag and which <laughs> and then they go and watch every episode of Jag to try to spot him or they're just like oh yeah I probably saw that one <laughs> which is so funny I feel like it's like the similar energy to that
0: yeah no 100% and, 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 and I Jag and Nurse Jackie it's like the perfect
2: Nurse Jackie is the perfect thing where you're like yeah sure sure Right. Like you're not nobody's gonna be like, fuck you. I've seen every second. I've seen every frame of Nurse Jackie. And if you were in a single moment of Nurse Jackie, I will eat my hat, madam.
0: (laughs) Ugh Nurse. What if they like reboot Nurse Jackie, the most forgotten and I love Edie Falco, but talk about a show that has been lost to history. If they came back and they were like,
2: You asked for it, we're rebooting Nurse Jackie. What was the one oh, I shouldn't make fun of I shouldn't make fun of Nurse Jackie either because I I'm not going to say why, why I shouldn't make fun of Nurse Jackie okay. or this other show, but when they announced like two months ago that Dexter was coming back yeah. and every single person went like... <laughs> Yeah, was like a very fun moment to me. I know, oh, I know,
1: Dexter. That was like right before real prestige TV. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, "Oh, this is like really good," and then real good shows came out, and it was like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> it's like
2: right because it's like they everyone's trying to do The Sopranos, right? Which was like the kind yeah. of original premium cable prestige TV, and they were like, "Oh, what made it good? A main character that kills a bunch of people."
0: A hundred percent, no, and it's like it is just like tone over everything it's like aesthetics over everything there were so many shows like that that um it was just like really darkly lit and then the dialogue was written by truly people that were writing for law and order svu
2: yeah
1: for sure remember the fucking how much he talked about his dark passenger. And it was like, this is not interesting. This is
0: boring. <laughs> wait. Who's dark passenger
1: Dexter. That was like, his Oh, like my dark passenger. Like I need to like kill. That's my dark passenger. Oh, that's like, it was like a metaphor for it. Like oh, he had a dark passenger. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh,
0: you know what? I, this is something a lot of people are afraid to say. I think the, one of the best parts of prestige TV was literally just the promotional materials for those shows. Like, I, the promotion for like Nip Tuck and Dexter, the way they like stylized the corpses and like it was always something so like for Nip Tuck, it would be like a lifeless body that was like stitched together. Mm. Or, I mean, obviously, very incredibly misogynist and, and whatever else, but I but purely aesthetically speaking, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like the promotional materials. And I, I remember for six feet under too, like it was like, you know, you would it was like a family standing on grass, but then you would see like the x-ray vision of like the grave. Oh under, yeah. The, the grave Honestly,
2: under I didn't even need the show when I saw those. I was like exactly. the promotional materials, close my eyes. Imagine six seasons. Mm.
1: <laughs> the, when they do promotional materials in today's time, it feels mm. very dark. Like when like uh, the RuPaul's drag race, people like sending like uh, people with like big boxes of like goodies to like promote yeah. the show. It's like, i know that you're trying to be fun but in like the middle of a pandemic and multiple crises this looks really bad am i i
0: know but can i say one more thing as someone who doesn't get promotional materials i am dating someone who is a journalist who has covered various parts of um
1: he's dating media and and culture and
0: and i just mean like He is now grandfathered into so many of these press lists, and every single day he has a new something or other that has arrived. And it's just like, ugh, I got another ostrich egg. I don't know (laughs) where I'm going to put it when it's hatched. And as much as I don't want to be jealous, it makes me so jealous.
2: It's nice to get mail that you don't know what's in it. Mm, exactly mm-hmm. I think that's why when people send anthrax it's so intriguing
0: <laughs> I know why don't any of these shows promote <laughs> themselves by sending
2: anthrax I <laughs> I mean, they, it would get so people bad. talking
1: <laughs> yes. it would get lips a-flapping oh, oh, yeah. okay here's how you do it you put out like, like if you send out like 500 uh, gifts and then like 10 of them are anthrax <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> how do you what you you send the right person a white powder that's not anthrax, people are going to find out.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. I, this is a good way to pro- <clears throat> to promote something like, let's say, the the masked singer, like something that has an yeah. intrigue element mm-hmm. to it. It's like, yes. send everyone masks. One of them is filled with uh, bees. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody sends anybody anthrax anymore. The world I know. Changed.
2: It's a lost art.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: I don't want people to do that to me. And I, it, it fills me with fear when I yeah. read about it happening, but like fear is a powerful feeling and it's not, it's a much more powerful feeling than I've ever felt about the masked singer generally.
0: Exactly. I'm well, I mean, to that. not to bring Trump into it, but as we've learned, we live in an affect based culture where it, it's more about feelings than, um, you know, uh, Logic or facts mm-hmm. So if you can just get a few people Deathly afraid or even close to death Literally mm-hmm. uh, That would do much more to promote a show like The Masked Singer Than being like these are our ratings if,
2: Yeah if You told me if you were like Nick Cannon Host of The Masked Singer Is he?
1: Was he? I he think was, that uh, he, is, he is Got talent for a while Wait, but. but I think he's Masked
0: Singer because I was recently watching it Okay on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I didn't I talk. about Anyway, I think he is. Anyway, go on. A, yeah, the, the
2: masked Sing, Mask singer? Whether it's Nick Cannon or um, Tom Bergeron uh, mm.
0: or Jane Krakowski, Krakowski. hosts the new show. Uh, Name that tune, but go on.
2: Ed Asner. It could be anyone. <laughs> yes, Ellen. Ellen. She's hosted <laughs> things. Um, if the, if it got out that that let's say Nick Cannon was sending envelopes full of unidentified white powder just randomly throughout the country people would not stop talking about The mass Singer.
0: Yes. So maybe the solution is not actually sending anthrax, always having an air of danger. So sending
1: literally just like flour. You need one person to die. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm you need one person to die. If you really want people to talk about it, one's got to go. I hmm. think, what if you,
2: I, I think, I think, yes. I, I want to put a pin in that one person dying, but I will also say, I think what you could get is a very famous person frightened of dying and then it would have a similar effect right right if mariah carey was like i mean i guess they used to be married so that's the wrong that feels like it gets into a dark territory but like <laughs> oh if-
0: that feels like it gets into a dark territory
2: <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> killing people with
0: anthrax i'm putting
2: a pin in that
0: okay so if you get on the ver on the to almost to have a fear of dying,
2: just a fear. If Christina okay. Aguilera, if she opened the envelope an and and called the FBI, and yes. there is an investigation into the masked singer, then that would be prestigious enough that it would be like someone, a, a nobody like me, dying to promote the masked singer.
0: I think Christina Aguilera having a near death experience screams prestige. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: you know, no. I love Christina as the reference. I wonder if it should be someone maybe more um, news-oriented. Like, imagine if Kate Torik got it. Um, You know, someone – because I feel like if Christina Aguilera got it, it would be like, well, she's always kind of weird. Like, she's a little kooky. Like, you need someone uh, someone you can trust. Sure. What a strange (laughs) –
0: Strange time to refuse to, yes, and is the moment Josh mentions Christina Aguilera. We have so far created the most elaborate world in which people are sending
2: anthrax to promote shows. There are celebrities that are dying. I'm not even sure legally. This is so intricate and expressive i'm not sure legally this podcast can air
0: right and then but you draw the line of christina aguilera and if you think it should be katie couric
1: here's the thing i'm not drawing a line i'm not saying no i'm saying well let's think if we're getting to the realism of it let's think about this for real okay i i want to say i don't blame sam
2: i put a pin in his idea of killing one person with anthrax and so i feel like he's putting a pin in christina aguilera
1: Okay, fine. How about this? You, you opened it up for for all critiquing each other. Well, what's wrong with a little critique? There's a reality you show be able to handle notes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a,
0: there's a reality show with only two contestants, and those contestants are Christina Aguilera and Katie Perry. <laughs> and the way it works is, <laughs> it is a show created to promote a different show. Let's say the Mask Singer. that... The math singer sends envelopes of white powder to 10 lucky winners, and one of them that gets the the more dangerous white powder is the lucky winner who then chooses which one of either Christina Aguilera or Katie Couric should have the near-death experience as part
2: of the promo for the, singer. the singer. This, okay this show is called sam this this folds your idea right in it's called who do you trust because both of them are very afraid right katie cork and christine aguilera they're both like um a- a- afraid when they open up the package but it's like whose fear is real <laughs> right
1: <gasps> yes I mean, if you well, watch, you're adding
0: another layer to it, which I which I really like. Sorry, go ahead, Sam.
1: Well, if you're watching, if you watch the, the, all of season, maybe it's maybe it's like a four season show to promote The Masked Singer. If yes, you watch all four to se- promote
0: one <laughs> episode of The Masked Singer. If,
1: if you watch all four seasons of this show, tell me you won't be hyped as hell to watch The Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean I'm, just, I'm imagining better.
0: the promo for this show. It's like. <laughs> It's Christina Aguilera and Katie. Truly, just like a little promotional um, uh, teaser. It's them just like hugging in tears, just like g- truly they both think they're gonna die in kind of a glass cage, and then finally they're like, "We're gonna go to Marge in Kentucky," and then Marge <laughs> is like, "I pay Christina." <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Could
2: we just, um, just as an as as an alt in case in case people are like. Why are you a group of men imperiling women, yes. and instilling them with the fear of death? What yep. if there was a, a, a spin-off? Who do, you, who do you trust men? And it was uh, Ted Danson and Charlie Puth.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly wow. who it should be. Ted Danson and Charlie Puth are the perfect analogs to Katie Couric and Christina Aguilera.
1: Charlie Puth. That's really how you say that name? I don't what know. do you think it was? I Puth? guess Puth. Puth? P- oh, no. Puth could be. No, it's Puth. I mean, it's just Puth sounds so silly. It's There's crazy. no
2: way to not sound silly with that. I'm sorry, you letters. think
0: Puth sounds less silly than Puth?
1: Um, yeah, George, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that with 100% confidence. Puth sounds less silly than Puth. I think Puth sounds the silliest. <laughs> huff yeah. I like huff Oh wow! Yeah, and like, then he goes by Puff Daddy. <laughs> oh no, no no. Um. Well, we I think we should word play. I feel like we should maybe do our first segment.
0: Oh my god, we're so on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're like Peter Curric and Christina Aguilera before one of them perishes. <laughs> okay, our first segment, Josh, is called Straight Shooters, and it is a segment where we gauge your familiarity with straight culture and 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 straight language and straight concepts giving you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing and it's kind of a Rorschach test to figure out what you know you're gravitating towards one thing or the other what does that mean about okay. you okay. and the one rule is that you are not allowed to ask any follow up questions about any of the questions or about how the game works okay,
1: okay. this okay. is what I deserve <laughs> okay Josh Um, I have a startup or I'm thinking of ending things
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking of ending things
0: Josh writing an op-ed about being silenced or posting a hot pick to raise awareness of body positivity
1: (sighs) Posting posting a hot pick okay Baja Blast or Code Red
2: Code Red Fantasy football
0: or
1: income inequality? (laughs) Fantasy football. Um, Getting canceled or getting convicted? Getting convicted.
0: Liberal infighting or adult bedwetting? (laughs) Liberal
1: infighting. Martha, Mary, May, Marlene or Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy? Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy.
0: I think one of the M names is wrong. It's kind of
1: <laughs> I mean, Martha,
0: Martha Macy May Marlene.
1: Oh, I, damn
0: it. But that was a good what? one.
2: Oh. I was going to ask if that was a trick nope. question, but I'm not allowed. I understand how this game works. Gosh,
0: focus. <laughs> white Teeth by Zadie Smith, White Girls by Hilton Alls, or White Bean Stew by Alison Roman?
2: <laughs> um, White Girls by Hilton Alls.
0: Sam, are you done?
2: I'm done actually.
0: Okay, wait, Josh. Now I want to know what your question was going to be.
2: Um, I totally forget. It was uh, wait, what were we talking about? Martha Mason, oh, Mary. I was going to say, was that a trick question for me, Sam? Didn't uh, want to uh, oh, oh, oh,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I, you know, I was like, oh, what was that movie title that used to be funny? And then I Googled it, and I was like, okay, got it. And I jotted it down real quick. But I jotted it down a little too quick, and
0: I think that's that's such a that's such a great straight shooter. That's like one of the best we've ever done. I think it's such a good tight one in that both are movies that have funny titles. One is more feminine. One is more masculine.
1: No, I think you did a really good job, Sam. It was really stupid. I mean, Yeah, I just you know I I
0: know you are feeling really insecure right now. And wait, hold um, on. It was
2: Martha Macy, me Merlin. Then I picked that one.
0: Marcy. No. Oh, Marcy. I think it's Macy. I think it's Macy.
2: I wrote Marcy. God damn. Can someone with Marcy. Marcy. Marcy Marcy from Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy to that <laughs> one? Okay. But it is Marcy. I wasn't okay. when it, when I thought it was Mary, I was like, no. But now that no, I know it's it Marcy Mary, then it's that one. Yeah.
0: Marcy is the it's interesting that it ended up being Marcy and we were debating between Mary and Macy, which if you put them together, create Marcy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is a Marcy? But a Mary plus a Macy.
0: A Mary plus a Macy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, it's right there in black and white.
1: <laughs> George, have we fully given up on scoring our guests? Or-
2: I,
0: well, so, so Josh, to take you behind the curtain, which Please? everyone begs us to do.
2: I didn't want to seem desperate, but I was aching for this moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so basically this, the way this segment has worked in the past is we don't, we not Don't say the Rorschach test bit. And we're literally just like, this is a series of rapid fire questions. You have to answer them and you can't ask any follow-up questions. And then everyone is obviously confused. And they're like, wait, am I picking the straighter one? Wait, am I picking the one I like? Blah, blah, blah." And then the whole joke is that we then get mad at them. And we're like, you can't ask any questions. So then we were like, is that too much to literally have that same exact joke every (laughs) episode in and out? And this was, and I have to say, in retrospect, Sam was right about this. So my, I was the one who was like, is that bit getting old? But I think what we've been now doing for three episodes, which is over-explaining it <laughs> and yeah. explaining about the behind-the-scenes of the <laughs> bit, I actually think, weirdly enough, that's more tiresome than just us doing the same bit. Well, let
2: me take you behind my curtain, if I yes. may. Wow, this never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reverse curtaining. So mm-hmm. I have been. I, uh, I listened to an episode of the show. Yes. Today, in preparation, I enjoyed it very much, but I knew coming in that I wasn't going to be allowed to ask questions and that you were going to be evaluating me on my answers. So I came in very prepared. And so I feel like I was maybe prepared for oh, this new world. Prepared. Yes. Well, it's
0: only you know recently. Obviously, as everyone knows, our podcast is growing exponentially, and we have a lot of celebrity fans, and so a lot of people. It's it's now more common for our guests who have listened to the podcast. Sure. I would say for the first mm, nine months, that was not the case. Okay. So, it's um. So, but, but that is an added variable that we have to consider: is people know how we're going to trick them.
1: It started to become um a bit of a. It was notable because you know we're you know we're in the early stages when of like having our close friends on the podcast and never did they listen to it before and the listeners they'd say this is is this on purpose are they faking it has truly no one listened to it eight months in (laughs) right well
0: our our official um tagline for straighter lab is is this on purpose
1: (laughs) You know, we're playing with the form. We're going behind each other's floor. curtains. Why not?
2: I like that. I kind of like a uh, an intermingling and a, a mutual parting of curtains.
1: Yes. You know, and especially for us three titans of the industry, mm-hmm. we have such iron curtains up. We don't let any secrets mm-hmm. out. Yes. And um to just let people in week after week now is it's so rare. Revolutionary.
0: <laughs> it's I've never shared any nothing I've said on this podcast so far has been true about myself. So this is the first time that I'm I'm even opening up a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just admitting that I have curtains, that's the first step. <laughs>
2: I, I mean, I feel like a great topic for this podcast, not to not to uh, suggest for other episodes, is not having curtains.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God, it's so yeah. funny that you say that because I, as I've discussed on this podcast now many times, I feel a sense of paralysis about decorating my new apartment and I've lived here for three months. And one of the things I don't have is curtains. So it would be a real self-own. <laughs> okay, speaking of topics, Josh, I really want to get into yours. Let's do it um Uh, wow in a record i don't it's so rare that we get into the topic this early in the game um but you came in with a lot of really really good topics and i and i do want to kind of mention them because it was difficult to pick one was ben affleck one was the big lebowski one was the city of boston i think that's it and and then which and then we landed sorry sam
1: Tell, and tell us where we have landed. Yeah, tell,
0: introduce the topic that we landed on.
2: The topic that we're going to discuss today in, in, of street culture is framed posters, as, framed movie posters as decor. Yes.
1: Framed movie posters as decor. Mm-hmm. And so accurate. Do you, do you have framed movie
2: posters as decor? I don't in my home now, but I have, there has been a period in my, in my life where I've had mo- ver- various Movie posters in various states of framing and poster nudity.
0: What would you say is the most straight movie poster you have either had or not had framed?
2: The Big Lebowski, for sure, which was another one, of my, another one of my suggestions as a topic, and it was it wasn't quite framed, but it was in a a stiff clear plastic sleeve, which mm-hmm. is kind wow. of the yeah the slob's frame, if you will. <laughs>
0: So there, it's funny that you say that that's the slobs frame because the, the other – I would say the heightened slobs frame mm-hmm. is those wooden rods that you like hang the poster oh, off yeah, of yeah, and yeah. then hang them with two strings. It's yep. like that's right. – maybe that's the, the queer slobs frame.
2: <laughs> that's that's like, ooh, uh, a message from the king. Yes. <laughs> <exactly. laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <Pulp> fiction. <laughs> what does he mean my my you know, I mean, I, that,
0: yeah. There's a. It reminds me of like the the king, the like evil villain in Pocahontas that with like the like there's <laughs> the one where he opens the giant parchment. Yes, it, it's colonialist. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially colonialist. It's essentially colonialist. So Sam, what is the most straight poster you've ever owned? Well,
1: you mentioned it. You know, back when I didn't have a personality, I didn't uh, know who I was, and I was just grasping at straws. You better believe my ass had a Pulp Fiction poster in my freshman uh-huh. dorm. A classic, a classic of the genre. A classic of the genre, and you just think you're finally free from your parents, and you say, "What am I? I actually have never had a personality before. Right? Perhaps I got to get one quick." The thing about people
2: our age having a Pulp Fiction poster uh, in Big Lebowski—it was like a few years difference—is by the time we were decorating dorm rooms and our own apartments and stuff, that was not an edgy. Movie. Right. neither was an edgy movie anymore right they were
0: both but, canonized
2: yes yeah, yeah like recognized as widely snubbed by the oscars pulp fiction and uh you know i think so like by the time in the aughts we were not like taking a stand with our pulp fiction posters
0: yes no correct it's kind of like being like i love memento <laughs> 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 but i do want to sorry to you know um once again steal the spotlight but i do want to one up both of you <laughs> <laughs> i do i just before i forget because i want to one up both of you which with the poster i had in my freshman dorm and this is so you guys are talking about like oh it's it, you know these are it's it's kind of embarrassing because they are movies that it, it are not as provocative as one thinks they are and they're kind of kind candid- of Mine was more like, I am so desperate to appear sophisticated, but Mm. don't have anything, but have nothing to show for it. Like have no taste, have like, have never actually seen a good film or read a good book. And what, what is the way I can just project that I think I'm sophisticated at 18? And it was the following. It was a Japanese Amelie poster.
1: No! (laughs)
2: That is insane! My neck snapped.
0: <laughs> just as I mean, if, truly, both of your faces were. I've never seen
2: such shock. I, I mean, when uh, when you said Japanese, I was like, okay, Japanese, uh, a version of a or a poster for an American film. No, no, double international
0: Japanese poster of a French film, and literally the one French film that had been, it is the most basic one. Mm-hmm. It is the one French film that all basic, you know, white girls, not to stereotype, were like, it's literally like the proto-Emily in Paris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> her, her name is very oh, close to God. Emily. Wow, I've never
0: admitted that um, in public.
1: Do you feel better or worse?
0: I mean, this is really me pulling back my curtain to reveal a Japanese Emily poster. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing that when I finally, it's like, it's like, you know, the poster of Dorian Gray, like there's something hidden. And finally you're like, here it is. And it's a Japanese Amelie poster.
2: And she (laughs) looks like shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like an aged Emily in Paris. (laughs) I have to say, Sam, I've never seen you. You truly look like you've lost all respect for me.
1: It's to see you in that way is jarring because. You know, <laughs> you know, like at this point, you're, you're like intellect or whatever, and your pretentiousness is a little bit earned. You know, you like you've done the, the reading, um, if you will. Uh, you know, you're dating Michael Barbaro, and <laughs> so it's it's all earned sticking
2: through him, through sticking with him through the scandal, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and now I'm learning, like when you learn that someone it didn't come naturally it was like very on purpose like it, it takes away <laughs> so <of the> like <laughs> it it feels a little crazier I, it starts. It, it makes me scared of you
2: it's mm. like when a when a, um a baby has a big head <laughs> physically <laughs> and then the baby grows up and you're like oh that's a regular sized head it fits you so nicely
1: yeah <laughs>
0: It's exactly like that, Josh. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, I had a big head I, as an eighteen-year-old.
1: <laughs> and it also, it's, the difference between us is interesting because I chose the route of like let's fit in, let's let's uh, let's follow the peers in a way. And you said, "How do I get a, as far above my peers as I possibly can?"
0: But I think what you're but what you're not kind of taking into account is that there were. Actual cool people during this time that, like, <laughs> did have, like, I wasn't. And, and meanwhile, I didn't even know who they were or how to be friends with. Like, I realized this later after I left college. In fact, I realized that when I went to Coachella my senior year of college, mm-hmm. and I realized that I, that there was this cool group who were like naturally going to Coachella, whereas I was like, <laughs> had to put on, I was like, I have to go thrifting to wear something. to Coachella. <laughs> Like, and so in the meantime, like there were people when I was ordering my Amelie poster from allposters.com that were at the time like doing drugs and going in because I went to college in a big campus school that was not close to a city, like that were actually going into the city to like go to concerts and had fake IDs. And meanwhile, I was like, watching Amelie on my laptop. A, a question. Yes. Did
2: you speak French or Japanese at the time.
0: Well, let me nip the latter in the bud. I did not speak Japanese. (laughs) In terms of French, I did take French in high school, um, but I but certainly I was not at the level where I was watching French films
2: without subtitles. Because I was like, because that's if you're watching a French movie, right? We're dubbed in Japanese. Yeah, I do want to
0: just come right out and say I had zero relationship to Japanese culture at all. Still have not been to Japan, you know, no connection to it. Like you
1: have because of the poster. Yes,
0: (laughs) Um, exactly.
1: Oh my god. Josh, this podcast isn't about George. This podcast is about you. (laughs) (laughs) My poster
2: is um, (sighs) the The so the Big Lebowski not framed in the clear stiff plastic sleeve it came in that's important I think Pulp Fiction strikes me as like a a, a beloved straight classic but the yeah. Big Lebowski in both the tone of the movie and the 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 format in which I decided to display the poster kind of um, embody the straight male quality of not trying very hard. Right, so I think that's that's part of it.
0: It's also I think the Big Lebowski and Pulp Fiction are interesting because both of them actually have an iconic, very campy female performance in them. Yes, yes, but yes. they have been written into history as straight movies.
2: Yes, and the Big Lebowski, I, th- I think Pulp Fiction has a a broader fan base. The Big Lebowski, I think, if you pulled a uh, hundred women who date men, especially white men, and they were like, what's the movie the most boyfriends have tried to make you watch, even though you've already seen it? They'd be like, The Big Lebowski. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I, do, I, I don't like dislike The Big Lebowski, but it is one of those things growing up where it was like, this is a little bit forced on me. Like, I'm doing this because I feel like I'm supposed to. It's funny,
0: but it is one of those movies, and I, ha- I actually feel this way about like a lot of kind of boy movies like that, where I've almost now come back around where first they were forced on me, then because it felt so forced, I rejected it and was like, no, I only like gay stuff. (laughs) But now as I'm older, I'm like, I love the Coen brothers. I love like certain Tarantino movies. Like I actually rediscovering them without the biases that were like part of how they were introduced to you is like, a different experience. I actually just watched rewatched Fargo the other day, and I was like, I I saw it with new eyes.
2: Talk about an, an iconic leading female performance.
0: Yeah, Fr- true.
2: Jordan, Fargo, terrific. But Julianne Moore in The Big Lebowski, great. I still iconic. love. I still love The Big Lebowski. But I do. I feel like be, the one of the things about like being a good person is like being a fan of stuff in a way where you're not just like shoving it in people's faces.
1: Right. Yeah. There's so back to the, the laziness of straight male decorating. Yes. Um, I also in the same, in the same vein, I think that's like where like graphic tees come into play (laughs) because it's like, well, I don't want to like show you through like colors and like patterns, what my deal is. It's like, I got to tell you, I like this thing. Like, I just like this thing. Um,
2: which, hey, remember the Ninja Turtles? My torso fucking does.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is me, okay? Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I, you know, we, we can't talk too confidently because I'm sitting uh in front of a white wall with a green screen on it and George is sitting in a completely white undecorated apartment. You know, yours is actually the only apartment that is sort of tasteful and I see framed things in the background and a little uh couch.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, there's. Well, it's to be to to pull back a, a second curtain, futon. How
1: many? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, how but many? But
2: it, it is giving
0: off? me, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot. It is giving me guest room energy.
2: Thank you. Yes, I'm glad that energy comes through. This is office slash guest room. So yeah. the futon is for for sitting while you're doing work or for when we have a guest. And so it's not. Uh, I'm not a a married person insisting that his wife sleep on a futon. Right,
0: right. No, that would like,
2: be... But
1: it's practical, babe! Yeah. <laughs> God, that would be psychotic. That would be, like... Really <laughs> like hard. a grown-up,
0: like an adult, a successful adult, and you would refuse to not sleep in a futon.
2: <laughs> I have to. It's, even in a studio apartment, I feel like the move is you sit on the edge of the bed. <laughs> you put yes, on a futon and turn it into a couch each day yeah yeah that's like i like this hold on here's a character of a successful businessman who sleeps on a futon (laughs) (laughs) the first thing you do every day when you get up in the morning you rise with the sun you turn your bed into the couch it just sets the tone for the day
0: (laughs) i love the idea of someone doing one of those like you know Uh, habits of highly productive people and then reveal i'm sure this has been done as like a shouts and murmurs but like revealing through the through the various steps that they're absolutely batshit insane it's like (laughs) (laughs) like first you turn your bed into a futon then you open the door into the street uh, whatever like it, it it just like becomes clear that they're literally living like a um,
2: <laughs> you scream, scream at
0: the park <laughs> funny, I uh-huh. one example to make this funny
2: <laughs> no I love this just like the seven high- habits of highly productive people you turn your bed into a couch you open the window you yell at a dog <laughs> you <laughs> boil a rock half an hour and nice and hot
0: uh, and see is this is the why world they pay world. you the big bucks at undisclosed workplace <laughs> Wow. You'll never know, know, listeners. You'll never know. I mean, Boil a Rock is, I'm sorry, but that's genius.
1: I don't care who you are. That's <laughs> okay? Right. We were we literally, kidding? I don't we care. We were just
0: talking with Spike about like when people, when comics say, that's a perfect joke, <laughs> but like that's me with you saying Boiling a Rock. <laughs>
2: I don't care how hot your rock still is from yesterday. You boil it again. <laughs> you can't. It, it's just to prove that you stick to commitments.
0: Uh, God, that is though. Like I could see that being um, one of those. You know what? Like when when comics will be like, no matter what, go to seven open mics a night. Yeah. Like even yeah. if you're literally. It's like, that's comment it's like boiling a rock over and over again is commentary on that
2: (laughs) exactly what that is just like all that stuff that people say it's like uh you've got to get to at least fifteen thousand myspace friends
1: (laughs) business just like Uh. all the
2: wisdom that's just like well that's how one guy you know did it
1: that's the only reason you're saying that that's at yeah, no, least literally. everything in the world when people that like are successful are like well it's kind of you just got to write like oh you want to know how to get a writing job just write one play and it's like <laughs> oh, no that worked for you Like for everyone that's insane advice oh,
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i do want to issue the straighter lab challenge if boil a rock every day every morning for a year and then send us a photo of and then do a TikTok of all 365.
2: Oh, yeah. Like a time lapse of all the rocks. Time lapse of the rock. It's like, yeah, it's the same. Is it okay, the no. same? Wait, this is important. Is it the same rock every day? Yeah, same rock every day. It's
0: and then up. it's like, it's like an up rocks video that's like, this comedian <laughs> boiled the same rock every day. The results are actually what you would expect. <laughs>
1: Here's what I will say. I feel like if you do have the resolve to boil a rock every single day, you are doing something right. Like, it is like training ready. wheels
0: for doing something real. It's like you want to write a movie, first try to boil a rock every morning, and then slowly switch that with like, while the instead boils, of boils.
2: While the water comes to a boil, you write. When it reaches a rolling boil, you stop writing. It's that simple. It's that simple. That's Wait, how the Cohen brothers wrote it. the Big Lebowski. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. They boiled a rock every day for a year, and they said they said they made a pact with each other. At the end of the year, we throw the rock into the woods, mm. the huck it in, in the woods, and our
1: script is done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we have a seminar. We could charge <laughs> two two hundred. This is a <laughs> <class>. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> so dumb. <laughs> this. Yeah, it may look like an ordinary rock, but I see meditation. I see focus and I see routine. That's what you're going to need to finish your screenplay. Hey, my name's Sam and this is writing a screenplay by boiling a rock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> People are like, this master class is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, they're like, wait a minute, that was uh... – Shane
1: Black who wrote Lethal Weapon is making <laughs> a masterclass class of a boiling a rock. I'm all in on this. I'm ready to invest. It's well, It's the perfect thing
0: that it's like it combines that this kind of um, oh god what's his name like the four hour work week.
2: Oh Tim Ferriss? It combines like
0: Tim Ferriss sensibility with like weird comedian brain.
2: this. I, I feel like oh sorry you no, go, no, go ahead mine. no no you, you I feel like there's all this stuff that people post confidently online like it's science or wisdom and I'm just like has that ever worked <laughs> <laughs> you know like it's the kind of thing where people are like if you ask an introvert how they're doing today <laughs> that's like punching them in the neck and I'm like I want to know because if that's real then I will change the way I converse. But if that's just something one person who is having a
1: bad day thought, then I will not.
0: <laughs> no, it's literally like, ever consider the fact that whenever you address anyone, they have a trauma response?
1: Well, it's like, yeah, I like when the infographic is like, instead of asking, how are you? Here's 10 helpful phrases to check in with your friends without putting pressure on them. And then and like, like some oh of them are like, God.
2: some of them are like reasonable things that you might say. And then some of them are just like, uh, like, I'm, I'm supposed to say like, what it is, Big Papa? Like, that doesn't sound like how I would talk. <laughs> 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 Instead of like, it's like, how are you today? Like, 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 it's like, I didn't know, it's like
0: the, it'll be like less aggressive ways to say how are you. And you're like, I didn't know it was aggressive to begin with.
2: Like, And, and again, if it is, if, if there are people, if j- there are swaths of the population, and when I say like, hey, how's it going? Like you said to me when we started, you said, how are you when the podcast started? And I didn't have a great answer, but... That doesn't, that doesn't mean it was offensive to me. That just Whoa. means I suck at talking. Oh,
1: no. Wow. no. Wait, don't take the blame on this. George asked me that purposefully to bring- I purposely wanted
0: to throw you off. I purposely wanted to throw you off, but- um.
1: <laughs> but it's like, and I don't
2: want to like, I don't want to like bag on, you know, people who are living the depression or, or extremely introverted, but it's like about everything where they'll, it'll be like, um, it'll be like, the, you know- uh, Cooking vegetables for half an hour, uh, okay, that's, uh, <laughs> that's sexist. And you're like, I don't, know, I don't know what that is. Is it? <laughs> I just want to know. Cite your sources. Yeah. There's also that thing
0: that in terms of like scientific hacks or whatever. When people will say, I once saw there was something that was like, I'll save you some time. Just cook everything in 350 degrees. And it's like, no, like different things cook at different temperatures.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: (laughs) But honestly, that kind of harkens back to what you're saying. It's like boil a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Just boil a rock. But also everyone is different. Like, yes, yes, there are maybe some people that have a good response to how are you. Some people that have a bad one. Some people have the medium one but the solution to that is not to think of a different catch all it's to like feel out the energy of the person yes, you're talking exactly to that's
2: exactly right it's yeah. like to treat to treat every person with like uh with respect and care that you're dealing with and like if there's someone in your life that you repeatedly are like how are you doing and it 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 fills them with dread then you can know that about that person um but yeah i i love the hacks right it's just like oh um if if you want to, you're you're not meeting enough people. Just fuck a coat.
1: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> people are desperate to simplify in a way. Rock fuck a coat can't <laughs>
2: <leave>. <laughs> People are desperate to simplify. I I love like hacks that are just like so undesirable and inconvenient, or like so non.
0: It's like forgetting that we actually are humans that have intuition,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> So we went off. We, went we really did. I'm, actually not even
0: sure, I'm not even sure politically where this rant fits. Like, is this? are we like triggered much to everyone that's like trying to be empathetic online? Are we? Like, no. I can't tell. I
2: feel I feel. My worst fear is turning into a triggered much guy by accident. Edelman. Like every day.
1: Yes. Oh, I mean, you must know how this feels. As soon as there's a podcast, mic, there's a little demon inside of you that says, wait, am i alt right now like <laughs> <laughs> it is like
2: truly my worst fear that like one day i'll just like start getting like like i'm you know we're doing now for fun but like one day i'll just hear something that's new and i'll be like nah <laughs> <And that's laughs> like my whole new philosophy is not yelled <laughs> Um,
0: Wait, I want to be conscious of the time. Josh, do we have any final words on the framing of movie
2: posters? Oh, um, uh, yes. Uh, Let me... I think it's... Movie posters look nice. A lot of them. They're they're aesthetic. They're they're a sales pitch for the movie. But I don't... Unless they're a movie that you made or a movie that has like special significance for your life where you met your partner the movie that that inspired you to go to film school the the, the most you know the uh a movie that you watch with your your parents who have since passed like something with a specific significance other than like this movie fucking rules um yeah. then i think maybe it's like a little aggressive as home decor And I will say, even if your dead father was the star of this movie uh, or you watched it while you lost your virginity, do not have a poster for the Boondock Saints.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to disagree with you there. If my father (laughs) was the star of the Boondock Saints, I would have that damn poster. (laughs) And my boyfriend would be like, can we take the Boondock Saints poster down? And I'd be like, no. My father is the star of that film. <laughs> I am not taking that poster down no matter what happens. Um, <laughs> I, it, Yeah. We can't get – I don't want to get too far back into it because I also want to be conscious of time. But I do also – while you were talking about that, it made me think um, it is like a, sort of a way to be like, well, yeah, I'm I'm decorating my house, but it's not gay. Like there is 100%, a hundred aspect yeah. to it. Oh, well, yeah. it's
0: like art. Yeah, but it's for a movie. You know, like it...
1: Yeah, it's you, like, I don't love... You know,
2: like at least bangs in this movie,
0: dude. <laughs> uh, wait, I do have one question that we can end on, which I think might be interesting, which is what movie that is current, that like was released in the last five years, that we like or that is considered good, will unfortunately become the Big Lebowski or Pulp Fiction of posters for like the next generation, and I have an answer for this.
2: Ooh,
1: I may want to hear your answer.
0: My answer is, and I hate, I love this movie, but my answer is Phantom Thread.
2: Oh, interesting, huh?
0: Because it is the type of movie that starts being like very much a film lover's film, and mm-hmm. like you know, a, a respect, you know, it's just popular enough. It's Paul Thomas Anderson, you know so in that way people will be like oh this is the one post right can that is safe to to have in my home or something but then as soon as one basic person will do it because they will just like have seen it somewhere and then it'll be over
2: i've got one that is that starts the opposite direction that goes from dorms outward which is mad max fury road a hundred percent action and prestige i think is a good a good zone Another movie I love, embarrassingly really? so. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Z-Way has been, t- uh, Z-way's been tweeting about like watching it like multiple days in a row recently. <laughs>
1: it's so good, yeah. Sam? Um, um, well, I will say I don't have an answer. I've been racking my brain, and I think you guys crushed it, and I'm just here to be your cheerleader. I freaking love your guys' brains, and you <laughs> nailed it. In. I'll tell you what,
2: if, you, if you're having a hard time thinking about an answer for this, if while well, you think, boil a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and on
0: that note, I think it's time okay, for it.
1: our Damn.
0: final segment. I'm about to boil a rock to set the timer. <laughs> um in our final segment called Shoutouts, a segment that famously Sam is really good at and I'm really bad at, and that makes me feel insecure. Well, we
1: it's head versus heart, you know. Uh. Oh, no. okay.
0: Call <laughs> back to a previous episode where uh, our guest Spike Josh told us that in their high school they were rated on <laughs> skills of the heart and skills of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, it was in Los
2: Angeles. Skills of the heart is like.
1: Skills. A- you what it
0: was? It was like feats? No. I don't Tasks? Know. I don't know. But it was like something of the heart and something of the mind. That's so funny. Anyway, um, I have one that just came to me, Sam, but Don't do you want to go first? No, you go. What? Oh, wait, no, we should tell Josh. So this is like a, a TRL-style shout-out, um, kind of, it started out because, you know, radio shout-outs, TRL shout-outs are such a instrumental part of, of straight culture. So it's you giving a shout-out to your boys back home about something that you like or something making you happy or something that you want to raise awareness for. Sure. Um, and in the tradition of this podcast, we both... Come, came completely unprepared and are doing the first thing that comes to our mind as we speak, as you're about to witness with mine. <laughs> What's up, listeners? I want to give a quick shout out to broccoli. That's right, the vegetable. <laughs> the other night, I did something which I rarely do as a very straight edge individual, which is I had a fourth of a weed gummy, and then I had leftover broccoli. <laughs> when I got the munchies and I realized broccoli is one of the most majestic looking vegetables. <laughs> it Little trees and has such a kind of bright and vibrant color. And it's so unfair that we think of it as such a, you know, it's very like eat your vegetables, eat your broccoli. I think broccoli should have a resurgence much like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower did in the kind of 2010s. And I think we need to make broccoli cool again. <laughs>
1: Woo! Ugh. <sighs> 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 Um... Okay. What's up, listeners? Um, I just want to give a huge shout out to the college days. That's right. Those days in the dorm, walking around the quad. Oh, so there's a friend. Hi. Oh, my God. Hey. Wow. I know everybody on this campus. And those were the days. Oh, the memories. Remember parties? Wow. Remember not knowing who you were, really, and being like, okay, I need to learn a lot more about pavement if I'm going to start fitting in around here. <laughs> Damn, I love college. What a blast. God. Woo, go who's? Woo. God,
0: I, you know, you saying like, kind of describing that experience of walking around and knowing people, it really is. My there's nothing like.
1: My favorite thing on earth. I remember being like proud of myself, like, "Wow, I saw twenty-five people I knew," and it was like, "Well, of course you did. You're in like a three-acre like I know." Vicinity. And you, you know what? Know
0: what when I, I, visit, know. I visit, like, when I'm in, in in Greece, I before my grandfather passed away, not to truly bring down the mood, or <laughs>
1: <but And> before <laughs> not <the> shout out. <laughs> took a, I'm
0: sorry, <laughs> Josh. Get to your I shout know. out after yeah, I stop right. talking about my dead grandfather. <laughs> We went to his, um, you know, to, to, to the village or, or to the, sorry, he didn't grow up in a village, but like my grandmother did multiple of my grandparents grew up in villages in Greece. And what I'm trying to say is that that you go to a village in Greece and it actually like, is very similar to a college campus. And you're like, wow, this is just like a college campus. And then you realize actually everything used to be like a college campus, I... but because of the industrial revolution, we now feel alienated from everyone around us. Okay, so Josh, time for your (laughs) shout-out.
2: I was going to – well, before you shit all over it, I was going to shout-out to the Industrial Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, listeners? Shout-out to the hour between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m., It is a nice time of day. You can go to sleep if you want. You can stay up and then go to sleep after. You won't be too tired the next day. At 10 to 11 p.m., you can text a friend. And it's not weird. It's not too late. They won't be like, what's he doing up this late? Is he going through something? Nope. Probably just saying hi as he winds down for the day. There's some good TV on. Sometimes there's sports. Uh, You can watch. You can start watching a, a comedy special or a couple episodes of a show you like. It's done by 11. You can go to bed. Woo! Woo! wow yeah that is
0: such a good point and it is the it's the final stretch of when it's acceptable to start a movie too i would say mm-hmm. maybe not 11
1: well and what? This, this is my toxicity is when i get to that 10 to 11 hour i'm like oh i've got time oh i've got a lot of time
0: oh me, well I, me too i mean and, and honestly personally speaking i would start it at 11 but what i've learned from being in relationships is that most people don't want to do
2: that. Well, Michael Barbaro is going to get up early to publish the Daily in the morning. <laughs> what Michael and I do behind curtains is none of your... <laughs> Patreon episodes are called Behind Curtains, right? It and it's know. like... It's behind behind Curtains
0: with me and Michael Barbaro. <laughs> well, Josh, I have to say, this has been truly a delight. It we are so happy you did the pod. Uh, thank you for spending your... Six to seven PM hour with us. Another
2: good hour. Another a classic hour. A classic good hour. About five.
0: <laughs> um, and honestly, rock on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that yeah. how every episode ends, or is that straight pandering? No, no, actually, our- just, if you
0: believe it, I, I just thought of that. I actually just thought of that. We we've never done that before. It's that's, just, that's our All
1: <laughs> right. Well, I'm
0: gonna go boil a <laughs> rock. <laughs>